This is episode number 66 of the To Birth and Beyond podcast. So this episode is brought to you by Earth Mama Organics, a company making effective and safe herbal care for the whole journey of motherhood, pregnancy, postpartum, breastfeeding, baby care, or even the loss of a baby. Because motherhood is a wild ride and we're all in this together. Personally, I used Earth Mama Organic products with both babies um, during my pregnancy, but also postpartum. Probably my favorite is the their perineal spray. So I would highly recommend checking them out either online or at a local store in your community. We're so excited to have you with us on this episode of To Birth and Beyond. I'm Jessie Mundell, mom, kinesiologist, and fitness coach to pregnant and current moms. And I'm Anita Lambert, mom, pelvic health and orthopedic physiotherapist with a focus on women's health. On the show, we provide information and education on fitness, the pelvic floor, fertility, pregnancy, birth, postpartum, and women's health. We offer a brave space to have candid and vulnerable conversations on the struggles and joys of motherhood, including all aspects of our physical, mental, and emotional health. While you're listening in, please remember that the information on the show is not meant to diagnose or treat any medical conditions. Please speak with your medical provider for all things related to your healthcare. We're so excited to have you. Let's dive into today's show. Hey friends, welcome back to another episode of To Birth and Beyond. It's Jesse Mundell. And Anita Lambert. Today we are going to talk about our postpartum experiences with having baby number two and then this big transition from having one toddler at home to now having a baby and a toddler. So we will chat through our physical recoveries, how those have been this time around after our second babies. We'll talk about our mental and emotional health states. We will talk about what our careers and professional worlds have looked like during this time of transition. We'll talk about our relationships, our marriage, how they have been handling things. And then we'll just generally speak about what this has really looked like from having one child at home to now having two and specifically for both Anita and I this is having a baby and a three-year-old at home so we'll give you the the real deal behind the scenes look at what our lives have been like over the past few months more months for me we'll talk about that too and exactly how long postpartum we are now so let's dive into it let's talk about our feelings obviously this is one of my favorite things to do is to talk about my feelings so <laughs> i'm excited for this one and just to hear anita specifically for you too what this has felt like because we've been living parallel lives essentially during this last um during this last chunk of time so before we dive in let's hear a listener review so uh today's review is from andra hibbs um and this is on itunes and uh Andrea often will comment or send us DMs on Instagram. So thank you so much. We know how much uh, she's been listening to this uh, podcast since it started. So her review is called Helpful Conversations. This helpful conversational podcast is a wealth of information about pre and postnatal health and fitness, all delivered in a way that emphasizes empowerment. So we love hearing this and we love hearing from all our listeners. So if you do have a minute, hop over to iTunes uh, and leave us a review and let us know what you love or what you want to hear more about on the podcast. Awesome. So fun. We love reading those. Okay, Anita, so you are just over four months postpartum now with second baby. Mm -hmm. What has your physical recovery been like this time? Mm -hmm. um, so it's been good. I'm... 
I took more time to rest, I would say this time, which is kind of funny thinking about resting more with baby two. Um, and it was something I had planned to do even before the baby arrived. So regardless how birth went, I wanted to uh, just try to rest more, which is a, can be a mental challenge too. And I know anyone listening to this who tends to be on the go all the time, um, I was wondering how mentally I would do with resting more. Um, and actually it was totally fine and I actually really loved it. And I think it helped um, that where I live and when Jack was born, it was the middle of winter. So it was cold and being outside wasn't really something I wanted to do anyway. So we kind of hibernated, which was uh, fantastic. So I was definitely thankful for having that rest. Um, and then also I felt what I did during pregnancy both times really helped postpartum. And again, it helped this time as well. Um, so physically, like I am feeling strong um, and with being just over four months, um, and Jess and I were talking about before we hit record, my son is quite tall for his age and he weighs 15 pounds. So, and then you had a car seat and a stroller. I am very thankful for feeling strong right now, just because I do need that strength. And the odd time that my three-year-old does want to be picked up, I feel like I can pick her up and feel strong and feel good about it. Um, so physically that's been uh, great. And, um, during Pippa's pregnancy, I wasn't, I didn't really have fatigue at all. I had a lot of energy and that energy kind of uh, stayed postpartum. This time with Jack's pregnancy, I was actually pretty tired throughout his pregnancy. Part of it, I think, was having a toddler. Um, part of it was I did have low levels of iron at certain points. Um, but I found after birth, my energy actually came back fairly quickly. Um, so I think that also helped me feel physically good. Um, afterwards and just reconnecting to my core my breath all the things I tell my clients to do I started doing that soon after birth so yeah physically things have felt um pretty good so and that's that's where we're at right now around four months postpartum um and yeah and I know later we'll talk about uh kind of exercise and where we're at with that but yeah physically feeling good so how about you Jess that's so good I love hearing that um can you just talk to us about how your actual pelvic floor recovery mm -hmm. has been mm -hmm. so actually that's a good point so um I felt like I actually could feel it moving uh quicker um I could feel it activating sooner I think this time like reconnecting sooner after birth um, I didn't have any stitches this time. Last time with Pippa, I had a couple. Um, that being said, I did have a bit of, they call it like grade one or superficial tearing with Jack and there was no stitches required. But I did notice even around the six week mark when I would, I looked just to see how things were healing and it, it still looked like a bit raw, I guess is the best way to explain it. So when I actually saw um, my physician after seeing my midwife, um, I ended up asking about it and I was wanting to get silver nitrate. I know some people listening may have heard of that before, may have had it. Um, and basically what it does, it's not always the most comfortable. I didn't really find it as painful. I think some people have had uh, really painful experiences with it, but basically it kind of uh, helps the tissue in that area and it can be used anywhere on the body almost uh, help it to reheal itself so almost like re-promote the healing process so I did have a bit of that done 
where I did have that bit of tearing around, um, just around the vaginal opening. Um, and I had that done twice and yeah. And that just was enough to like regenerate that tissue and just help it like finish healing. So that I would say would be pelvic floor wise. Um, that was different this time than last time. Last time I didn't have that with Pippa. Um, but yeah, feeling like I'm able to activate and my pelvic physio confirmed she actually at the six weeks, she was like, I'm actually activating quite well. Um, compared to often what she sees at six weeks. So I was pretty happy with that. Yeah. So cool. Mm-hmm. With the silver nitrate, is that something that you need your family physician or your primary care provider to do? Yeah. So what was interesting is the midwives here don't uh, provide that. And I wasn't even sure if my GP did, because most clients who I know have had that done, and it can be done for a variety of reasons. Some people end up having granulation tissue, and it might be almost like, uh, kind of like scar tissue in the area and they'll get that done. Um, usually it's been an OBGYN who does it for any clients that I've had. I haven't really had any GPs do it, but when I asked him, um, he actually was able to do it. So that was fantastic and a lot easier to, uh, to get in with. So, um, I'm trying to think exactly when that was done. I, that was, I guess maybe just after six weeks. And then I went back two weeks later because oftentimes you'll get it done more than once. Um, and he d- he wasn't even sure if he really needed it the second time, but there was no kind of uh, negative effect to doing it again. It could just kind of help promote even more regeneration. So he did that the second time and that was kind of it. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. So my second postpartum recovery, I am... At the time we're recording this, nine and a half months postpartum with my second, and the second was a scheduled C-section. My first was an unplanned C-section. This time the recovery from the very start has felt like double the speed, I would say, compared to the first one. I think there's so many factors that play into this. I think for me, I labored a long time before my first C-section. This one was planned. There was no hard laboring before that, and I really do think that that played apart in the recovery. I also stayed at the hospital longer this time. So really like four full days at the hospital, just in bed, which I think was uh, really important for me. And I wanted to stay longer this time. And then we also had some jaundice complications that kept us in the hospital longer, but just not having a three-year-old, the mental energy of also being around a three-year-old early postpartum that was nice and not having to not tell a three-year-old to not climb on my body multiple times a day I just think the ease of that just being in that space of just lying in bed for multiple days straight was really helpful just right off the hop but then yeah just from there it felt quicker and faster um, just getting back on my feet and feeling comfortable We'll talk more about the mental and emotional health components after we get through this physical stuff, but I just had a, a just a little teaser. I just had a far easier time with my um, mental recovery after the C-section, and I really do feel like that also played into the physical recovery of it. Um, so I have just felt like I've been able to be more active, way less pain, less discomfort and achiness in my body um, from the get-go this time. And it's weird to think back even, it's nine and a half months ago, but it's 
already hard to remember what that early postpartum time felt like. And by no means do I want to say that recovering from a C-section was easy and simple and it was no big deal because it is a really big deal. Just compared to last time, things just felt way harder and I felt just like more stuck in my body and um, like a bit more fearful of moving my body. And this time that really just has not been the case so much. So I've been able to get back to a little bit more intense exercise a little bit sooner. Again, I just feel like it was double the speed compared to the first time around. One thing that is different is that I've spent way less effort tending to my scar this time compared to the first time. I just like, I don't have the energy to go there yet. I've been doing like a little bit of massage here and there, like pulling out those tissues, moving those tissues, but not near as much as I did the first time. And my scar looks different this time around. Not actually the scar itself. That looks pretty much the same, I would say at this point. Um, but above the scar, like I can tell I have more, um, more, what should I say? Like the tissue just looks different. It feels like a bit more fluidy. Um, the tissue is a bit more hard above the scar. So I can tell that there are things that need to be done likely to help that tissue move and feel a little bit better. Um, but again, I just haven't had the energy to go there. I feel like I'm kind of starting to come um, out of this a little bit and start to want to put some attention to it. So I probably will soon, probably will get to public floor physio again. Um, by the time I get to a year postpartum, I've only been once and that was at maybe, gosh, I can't even remember now, six, eight weeks postpartum. So that was the first time I went, I'll probably go again around a year um, and then start to do a bit more work on the scar at that point when I just feel like I have a bit more mental energy to direct to that. Overall though, I feel like this recovery physically has been so much simpler than the first time around. And can you share a bit, Jess, just going to your scar? Because I know after your first cesarean, um, I believe you had an infection after. So just that area was different in terms of healing compared to this time as well. Yes. Yeah. So after the first C-section at eight-ish days postpartum, I had an infection in the cesarean scar and was on antibiotics um, via IV and then oral antibiotics for probably seven to nine days after that time. So yeah, there was just more pain, more tenderness. And again, just like a discomfort mentally around that scar, um, and that area as well. This time I definitely spent more attention on cleaning the scar well and taking better care of it. Um, no, uh, no infection this time around with the scar and not to say that the cleaning it was the thing that made the difference this time because I know that infections can happen in those areas regardless. Um, so don't, don't blame yourself if that has also happened to you. But yeah, it just felt like, um, the healing of the scar was a bit more seamless this time as well. And then we wanted to talk about like the mental and emotional health around, um, you know, after having baby two. Um, and I remember kind of while still being pregnant, you know, so many things I was thinking about, and we're going to do an episode all about preparing for baby two. Um, but that idea of like, how is it going to be this time? Like juggling, 
two kids and how is that going to affect like mentally, emotionally, all of that. Um, and got with both, I actually didn't feel I, I got the baby blues or postpartum depression, postpartum anxiety, um, afterwards. And I know my midwives were always asking quite a bit, especially that first week, like, how are you feeling emotionally in that? I remember there was one time I got emotional and it was, I don't know. I, I don't remember what day it was, but it was just, it was a couple minutes of just being like, like looking at my husband and being like, I really miss you, which sounds so odd because we were together a lot in a way, but like basically with baby two, there's a lot of tag teaming going on. So kind of his job was like tending to our toddler. My job was with Jack. Um, so I remember just having that moment of being like, I like, I, that, that was, I remember one of the emotional parts and just, um, in general, I think with feeling a bit of guilt around not spending as much time with uh, my toddler as I was used to, as she was used to, um, you know, was she going to be like mad at me for this partner life, even, even though she may not really remember it, um, for not spending as much time with her, that kind of thing. Um, but I feel like overall it was pretty it was better than I expected. And I think another key thing for mental health is sleep. Um, and with Pippa, so with my first, um, initially those first couple weeks, both my husband and I do not forget the lack of sleep, even though the lack of sleep continued beyond that, but she would only sleep on us. So we kind of had all the different scenarios for sleep prepared. Like we had a bassinet. We didn't have a crib. We were in a one bedroom um, condo in Toronto at the time. So we had the bassinet beside the bed, but in the end we ended up bed sharing. Um, and it was something, it just, it worked for us. It worked for our family. Um, and, and then we just kind of kept that going. And she, she often for naps too needed to nap on the go. Um, or be nursed to sleep. And I know there's lots of opinions around that. Um, and that's just kind of what, uh, what happened for us um, and postpartum with her. And that was also a big consideration when we were thinking about baby two. And if you've heard previous episodes, you know, baby two, uh, Jack was a surprise, um, but a very thankful surprise. So this time though, sleep um it's just been different and I think there's a lot of different reasons why it's different um I was much more knowledgeable of different things even around wake times things like that this time around before he was born um and I've just been kind of more attuned to that even early on which I think has been helpful but he's just been a different I don't want to say a different baby um, but you know, we were able to put him down to have a nap near us, or we even got him used to being in his crib for some of the naps earlier on that with Pippa, that never would have happened. Um, and at night we are bed sharing because that's something again, that works for us and works for our family. Um, but what is different with the sleep as well at night is being in a house now, Andy and I actually, he is sleeping in the guest room slash office and I'm in our bed with Jack. And 
in that way, I think we've all gotten more sleep, which has helped everyone mentally and emotionally. Um, I, I know a lot of times everyone has different opinions on like if they if you have a partner and if you want that partner to be getting up throughout the night to help with things. And I think with Pippa, there was there was definitely part of that. I mean, he just woke up anyways, because when she woke up, she was in the bed with us. So he would wake up too. So then he wasn't getting all the sleep he needed for work. And this time around, like, I want him to be rested. So he has energy for our toddler for the times that um, he needs to be taking care of her. Um, So I think that's been a big help this time too. Um, Just trying to think of anything else. Mm. Oh, yes. And I would say with having a toddler, too, um, and around the age she is, I often will call her a three-nager because there's days I wonder, I'm like, are you three or are you a teenager? Because definitely there have been days that she has pushed my patience to the edge. Uh, like and every had... day? Every day? <laughs> every day, any day. Yep, yep, pretty much. And... Uh... <laughs> And I've done a lot of deep breathing and not not necessarily correlated. Uh, deep breathing with her, which uh, has actually has been a good thing, has helped her too. Um, and at those times, also, you know, just asking like those days where it's been like pushed pretty far. Yeah. So just on those days, um, being sure that I'm asking for help. So whether it's, you know, ask my husband, like when he's done work, like, can you take her to the park? Can you just take her out? Oh boy. I can relate to every single thing you're saying. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So I was terrified going into second round postpartum. I have said it many times before, but I just really didn't think that postpartum could be okay. Um, in any way, shape, or form. I thought it was going to be absolutely awful, horrible experience. And I say that, and having a pretty good first time around postpartum experience, I'll back up a little bit. After that first baby was born, I absolutely had symptoms of post-traumatic stress disorder that ramped up for me within probably within the first three, four days postpartum. And that had a lot to do with the birth of that baby. And then I would say until at least six weeks postpartum, they really persisted. Anytime I tried to rest, close my eyes, go to sleep, I just had all these flashbacks rushing in of particular moments during that labor and the birth itself. So that was difficult, absolutely. I did a lot of crying during that first month postpartum. But then I really, after that, and there was a lot of work that came to this point, but I felt really quite good. Like I started to process that birth well. I had a lot of support. I felt really confident in my abilities of mothering and parenting. And just generally, I felt quite well supported during that first postpartum experience. I was so scared going into the second postpartum experience because The idea of two kids was really, really scary for me. Just the intensity of that, the no breaks, uh, the constantly being on, how our marriage would respond to that. Um, And I was just getting to this point at two plus years postpartum when I got pregnant the second time of just like feeling back in my body a little bit more. Like our life was starting to get simpler. 
Randy and I, my husband and I were having more time to ourselves. Leaving the baby was easier. She wasn't a baby at that point. She was a toddler. So everything was just simpler. And I was just really scared to go back into another period of literally multiple years where things felt really challenging on the daily again. And what has been so interesting is that absolutely it has been challenging and tough and it's hard. And I'll talk about this more when we get to it further on in the episode, but it hasn't felt mentally and emotionally awful by any means. Like I really have felt quite good. Um, Again, super lucky, as you said, Anita, to, to not have experienced postpartum anxiety, depression, Um, some of these postpartum uh, mood disorders, no PTSD this time. What I do find this time is though I just feel like this heightened sense of chronic stress, I would say. It's like there's never really a downtime with two kids around, even if there's two parents around. It just really is a job that is bigger than two full-time parents, which is something a client of mine said, and I was like, oh shit, it totally is. Like, We were just in Florida last week with my parents and my mom, my dad, my sister was around. So there were five adults and two kids. And I was like, oh, this is this is good. (laughs) This is the right ratio of helpful adults to small children. So I think just I have like I've noticed that my breath is a little bit more tight uh, more often. I just feel like my patience is lower this time overall, I would say. And I really noticed that when the toddler is out of the house and it's just the baby. Just the whole shift in the energy of the house is very different and my energy is different too. Things just feel a lot more calm, a lot more relaxed. Um, Sleep has been big for us too. We have been blessed by the universe somehow with two unicorn babies, like both of them sleeping 12 hours a night in their own spaces by three months postpartum. So that is absolutely a game changer in every single way. So I think that that is really important to mention because it will 100% impact your mental and emotional health. Um, I think those are the biggies. Again, like just to sum it up, I thought it was going to be awful. Like I really thought it was just going to be a terrible time that I would have to endure for a long time. And it hasn't felt like that. It has been tough. It has been challenging, but I haven't felt like I've wanted to escape it every day. Definitely days when I want to escape it. Um, But I feel like we're getting through and we're doing okay. Okay. What has your professional life looked like over the last four months? Yeah. So this is, yeah, I find an interesting question because I feel like, um, Uh, people see kind of two different sides or have had comments about two different sides. Um, So for those who don't know, I've been not in the clinic. Um, So Jack's four months and I decided to um, go off work a couple weeks before my due date. Um, And I know it's different everywhere here in um, Canada. There's an option for EI um if you're self-employed and that's something I decided to take uh before even having my first so we had that set to go so we would have a a bit of income while I was off um but being out of the clinic hasn't meant that I've kind of shut off my professional and work life um altogether or really at all (laughs) um I've been something that I've been wanting to work on for a while and 
Um, while I would love to have like eight hours a day and just kind of get everything done, it's just not the way it worked, whether I was in the clinic or now being off, but creating kind of my online um, prenatal pelvic floor uh, program for um, expecting moms. I'm really excited. I'm going to be continuing to work on that while I'm off. And then when I'm back in the clinic, it should be ready to go. Um, so I've been working on that and working on that looks like, you know, 30 minutes, uh, maybe during one of Jack's naps, um, or on one day a week, uh, what's been different this time too, is my parents have actually moved closer to us. So we actually have family closer and Andy's, uh, my husband's mom is also closer. And so once a week, uh, my parents watch Pippa for a portion of the day. And part of that is, you know, Jack and I have time um not with her so they're she's kind of there on her own but then the other part of that time is jack and i come join them jack is having a nap and i'm actually in the office doing work on the computer by myself um while they're watching the kids so that has been a game changer this time for so many reasons um and that's been a way i've been able to do a little bit of work too and then i've also still been on social media still providing educational resources so i think some people who know me from in the clinic are surprised I'm doing all this online um, kind of education uh, that I was doing while I was in the clinic too, but I've continued to do it along with the podcast. And then others who see me online doing this education are surprised that I'm not in the clinic. They're like, but it seems like you're working. So, um, so I am basically keeping up a lot of the professional work because I love what I do and I love staying connected and educating and coming up with new resources and all the new experiences I go through, it's been great to give me a new viewpoint on different areas that I do work in in women's health. So educating, sharing, um, all of that. And yeah, the podcast has been great to to keep up. Sometimes it's a little challenging when Jack, uh, he often joins us. But, um, but yeah, so that's kind of been what my professional life has, uh, has looked like. And how about you, Jess? Yes, yeah, so similar, so similar. So for me, I did also not take a maternity leave. I didn't the first time around either. This time what was different though is that my husband took seven months of parental leave, which was amazing, super important for me to continue working in some capacity uh, because I'm self-employed. Just the option of taking that EI that Anita mentioned was just not... Um, it wasn't the best route for us because my husband um, was able to take the parental leave and have some income still coming in. So I am also on the work whenever plan, which is so convenient and also frustrating and exactly what I was expecting because it's how things went the first time around too, fitting in work chunks when baby is napping after the kids go to bed in you know 15 30 minute chunks if i get a full hour to work that is rare especially during daytime hours i was saying to someone the other day that my most consistent work hours are between 8:30 and 11 p.m. that tends to be when i'm doing the bulk of my work so uh, it is uh, yeah it's the work from wherever and whenever plan um, and even when our oldest is at day home now, which she goes to three full days a week, and that just started a couple months ago, that has been 
extremely helpful but now our baby is nine and a half months and is awake for three plus hours at a time so I'm not working when he's awake so I'm still on the work at nap time and work after bedtime situation so that's what's happening I work fully online and uh, that will continue for the foreseeable future but generally speaking no maternity leave continuing to work very lucky to have a team of people that are helping me this time around. I really didn't have anyone helping me in my business um, the last time except for some hours from a web developer and now I have a web developer who I work very closely with, a graphic designer and an assistant um, and that has absolutely been a life changer to build a team because this business and this work is so important to me. It's important to my being um it's a huge passion of mine and something that i wanted to continue so that needs to be how things work and i'm lucky to have those people helping me out right now let's move on to what relationships have been like and particularly let's speak about our marriages as well because i know that people ask me that a lot like how does your marriage handle having a baby and a three-year-old at home all right, so for Randy and I this time, it has felt more solid, more solid in our relationship. This was also something that I was really nervous about going into postpartum number two because the first time around, I just felt so much resentment. I felt a lot of anger, a lot of rage, and those feelings have absolutely came up this time too, and I'll get into them soon. But it just felt like chronically elevated levels of resentment and rage last time postpartum. And it really was just because I was doing a huge bulk of the parenting. Randy was going to work and I just felt so jealous that he was able to escape this life of taking care of a baby. I was breastfeeding um, and did for two years and I just felt like I was so stuck. Baby never took a bottle it was just really hard to feel so tied to be needed in such an intimate way. I felt like I could never get away. I was always on the clock. Um, working from home as well, I think that is a challenge too because your whole life is built around the house, which I actually enjoy. I'm such a homebody by nature, but just not feeling like I had the opportunity to ever leave or I was gonna get a call in 20 minutes that I needed to get back because the baby was screaming. I was just jealous that Randy got to get in his truck and drive to work and talk to people in real life and get to work out at work and cook meals. So that was just a tough time. And really, it just threw our whole life for such a loop, uh, bringing one baby into the mix. And it didn't feel like that this time because we were used to like nap schedules and what babies need and scheduling their life can really be so helpful for them. So it just felt simpler this time, way less resentment this time for those first seven months that Randy was on parental leave because we were really in the trenches all day, every day together. And I liked that a lot. I was so glad that he was experiencing that. And it was challenging for him, which I really enjoyed as well. Like I wanted it to feel hard for him because it felt hard for me. And at that point, I'd kind of gotten used to it more so than he had being home with small kids all day long. And that's a really, um, it's a tough experience to get thrown into that. I think 
especially when it's a baby and now a toddler too. What I will say, since Randy has gone back to work, he's been back to work for, I guess, three months at the time that we're recording this, we have kind of had to negotiate the terms of this relationship all over again. And I feel like we do this often. We're constantly talking about things, how we think things are going um, individually in, in our partnership. But there is definitely a resentment that crept up again as soon as Randy went back to work for me because then more of the parenting was solely on me. So his work schedule is two day shifts, two night shifts, and then four days off. So during that time when he does the two days, two nights, it's really on me to do the bulk of the parenting. And it what I found interesting by that time that he went back, it's not even that the days or the nights by myself felt really hard. It's just that I don't think it's that fun, especially during a really long winter. Being inside the house with a baby and a three-year-old for hours on end, it just was not fun. Not even necessarily hard, just like not a good time. I wanted to be spending my day and my brain in a different way. And again, I was just jealous that he got to and I was not getting to. So we've definitely had to play with uh, the scheduling and uh, my boundaries and him stepping up on those days that he is not at work, me taking more time away during those days that he is at home. So we feel like there's a bit more of a balance in terms of the parenting work because it just feels like a slog when you, or for me, it feels like a slog parenting two kids all day by myself. I am super looking forward to nicer weather and getting outside. I feel like that'll be really helpful, but the reality is that we live in a place where it's cold <laughs> for the majority of the year, so this is something that we will just have to continue working at and adjusting. But I would say that going to counseling, couples counseling together after the first time around postpartum gave us uh, useful skills going into this time around. Um, I would definitely uh, echo you on the nicer weather. Um, definitely looking forward to that for Pippa, our toddler, to be able to get out more. Um, but yeah, this time around, I would say, yeah, communication was uh, like way further along from the start than it was last time uh, from the get-go. I think partially because with already having one, um, we had an idea of what to expect, even though every baby and every experience can be different. Um, but it was, and we also this time talked ahead of time, knowing how it was last time, um, kind of expectations of each other or what we knew we would need, especially early postpartum. So knowing that like my main role was um, with the baby and we want, I wanted to establish nursing and I had told Andy, I really want to have more time to rest and, um, and that his responsibility would be more to be taking our toddler, knowing that she would probably get stir crazy in the middle of winter if all we did was stay inside. So it was almost like we were thinking ahead. Um, like he was always thinking what I needed, like constantly making me food, which he did last time, but it was just way less of, having to ask um for things and I think on both of our parts and even now like four months postpartum I feel like both of us now that we're in a pretty good routine um and knowing what both kids need is we're almost thinking ahead and kind of figuring out what's going to make the other person's life a bit easier whether it's you know what we're doing that day or anything like that 
So that's been super helpful. I also want to mention mental and emotional load because that is something that Randy and I talk about all the time, usually because Mm -hmm. I'm feeling frustrated by it because it just feels like as the parent that is doing more of the parenting that the mental and emotional load of the caretaking falls on you and considering what the children need and their schedules and their sleep stuff falls on you so I will say that that is a frustration that has existed since our first baby was born for Randy and I Um, and it's just something that we continue to work on and I say that because we are probably as close as possible, I would say, to being 50-50 in how we parent and, um, like, the household duties. But that said, like, the mental and emotional load of caretaking is very real. And I know my clients and I talk about this all the time, that that is something that can bring up a lot of stress and a lot of stuff in a relationship. So that's definitely something that we continue to work on every day and a lot of the times that is me stepping back um and randy stepping up um but also again like reminding myself a lot and this was something that we worked on in therapy too of stepping back and not doing all the things just because i could do them or i could do them faster or i could do them simpler or with less whining and crying from the children like stepping back is how other people will learn to do the stuff that needs to that needs to help the day and the children and the household run as well. Okay, last thing we're going to talk about, just give us a synopsis. What's it like to have a baby and a toddler? What's been great? What's been awful? What's been easy? What's been hard? Uh, I would say um, something, actually advice that I got before Jack uh, was born and I would definitely agree with is when it comes to having a toddler and a baby um, more of my energy goes towards the toddler not necessarily that I'm doing more with her than I am with the baby but I would say um, just toddlers are full of energy and what they're discovering in the world like it just it's a lot of mental energy and physical, but a lot of mental energy. Whereas with the baby, like he, you know, we have a routine, he needs to feed, he needs to have his diaper change, he needs to sleep. Um, It just feels like less energy. So I would say that's something I definitely noticed. And uh, other people told me about ahead of time. Um, And it's definitely true, at least I'm finding it. Um, What's been great is uh, seeing their bond is pretty awesome like yes Pippa loves to smother Jack with kisses and that she loves her baby brother um but even just like them being this young it's I didn't realize how impactful it would be just to see the two of them and just to see potentially what their relationship you know as life goes on I have a brother as well so I know there's up and downs to relationships but just seeing them together has been a really great thing. Also, I think, and oftentimes as moms, we're, we're not, uh, we're told to, you know, put ourselves last and not really to be proud of things, but, um, just to be able to get to this point four months postpartum, you know, getting through birth, getting through this point, having the two of them, like, I'm pretty proud of myself for where we've gotten. And I think like, 
I hope every mom feels that way. And I know everyone's postpartum experience is different, but I just think like every time we get to the end of the day, I'm just like, we made it to the end of the day. Like we got through everything. Um, and even just those little like wins throughout the day of like getting out the door and getting in the car or getting out for a walk or something and like having less meltdowns or that it was a little bit easier, like those little wins, like I'm definitely taking those into account with going into my first postpartum experience too. I took a lot or I got a lot of advice and I kind of went in almost expecting all the things that like what could go wrong and that and so if they went better than that then that felt really good and I felt like that this time too I was hearing a lot about um, maybe negative things or not even negative things but a lot of the challenges with having two. Yeah totally I love that so much about finding those little wins and that's I think probably the biggest lesson for me in having two is that Oh, like having really great days. There hasn't been a ton of really great full days. Like there's lots of moments in those days that are great, but there's tons of moments that are hard too. So I think if you can find those wins and hold on to them, but also just knowing that the crying and the meltdowns and the whining, that's just part of it. You're not doing anything wrong. You're not doing it bad. Like this is how it's supposed to be. That's really helpful for me too. Um, so for me, I feel like having two feels like more of a slog for sure. I really enjoyed having a baby. And again, like I was saying, when the three-year-old's at day home and it's just the baby, I'm like, ah, oh, yeah, this is so nice and relaxing. And the baby's so cute. And I say it all the time too, but babies are extra cute when you have a three-year-old as well. <laughs> um, so it does just feel like more of a slog. As you said, like seeing their relationship develop is cool. That's starting to happen more for us now that Theo, the youngest, is over nine months. Like they can do a little bit of like playing together. The oldest is starting to get really annoyed that he can chase her now, which is super funny for us. <laughs> um, but generally, the best part for me is just the freedom of being done with pregnancy and knowing that we'll never have to be early postpartum again that piece is one of the greatest parts about this and knowing that this is our family and we're moving forward with this it's just the yeah it's the absolute best for me on the next episode of To Birth and Beyond, we are answering a listener question about how to cope with not doing intense exercise for the early postpartum chapter for moms who are more active or athletic. We hope you enjoyed listening to this episode of the To Birth and Beyond podcast. You can find any links or resources we discussed in the show notes at tobirthandbeyond.com. And if you enjoyed today's show, we would love for you to leave us a review on iTunes and subscribe to the To Birth and Beyond podcast in iTunes or Stitcher. 